0: Routing Rhymes by Roald Dahl Cinderella. I guess you think you know this story. You don't. The real one's much more gory. The phony one, the one you know, was cooked up years and years ago and made to sound all soft and sappy just to keep the children happy. Mind you, they got the first bit right- the bit where, in the dead of night, the ugly sister's jewels and alls departed for the palace ball while darling little Cinderella was locked up in a slimy cellar where rats who wanted things to eat began to nibble at her feet. she bellowed, "Help." And out. The magic fairy heard her shout. Appearing in a blaze of light, she said, My dear, are you all right? All right, cried Cindy, can't you see? I feel as rotten as can be. She beat her fist against the wall and shouted, Get me to the ball! There is a dis- A tick. She gave her wand a mighty flick, and quickly, in no time at all, Cindy was at the palace ball. It made the ugly sisters wince to see her dancing with the prince. She held him very tight and pressed herself against his manly chest. The prince himself was turned to pulp. All he could do was gasp and gulp. Then midnight struck. She shouted, HECK! I'VE GOT TO RUN TO SAVE MY NECK! The prince cried, NO! ALAS! alack!" He grabbed her dress to hold her back. As Cindy shouted, LET ME GO! The dress was ripped from head to toe, she ran out in her underwear and lost one slipper on the stair. The prince was on it like a dart. He pressed it to his pounding heart. The girl this slipper fits, he cried. Tomorrow morn she'll be my bride. I'll visit every house in town until I've tracked the maiden down. Then, rather carelessly, I fear he placed it on a crate of beer. At once, one of the ugly sisters, the one whose face was blotched with blisters, sneaked up and grabbed the dainty shoe and quickly flushed it down the loo. Then in its place, she calmly put a slipper from her own left foot. Aha, you see, the plot grows thicker and Cindy's luck starts looking sicker. Next day, the prince went charging down to knock on all the doors of town. In every house, the tension grew. Who was the owner of the shoe? The shoe was long and very wide. A normal foot got lost inside. It also smelled a wee bit icky. The owner's feet were hot and sticky. Thousands of eager people came to try it on, but all in vain. Now came the ugly sisters go. One tried it on. The prince screamed, no! But she screams, yes, it fits! Whoopee! So now you've got to marry me. The prince went white from ear to ear. He muttered, let me out of here you don't you made a vow there's no way you can back out now off with her head the prince roared back and they chopped it off with one big whack this pleased the prince he smiled and said she's prettier without her head then came sister number two who yelled now i will try the shoe Try this instead, the prince yelled back. He swung his trusty sword and smack. Her head went rolling to the ground. It bounced a bit and rolled around. In the kitchen, peeling spuds, Cinderella heard the thuds of bouncing heads upon the floor. She poked her own head around the door. What? Kits, Cindy cried. Mind your own biz, the prince replied. Poor Cindy's heart was torn to shreds. My prince, she thought. He chops off heads. How could I marry anyone who does that sort of thing for fun? The prince cried. Who's this dirty slut? Off with her nut, off with her nut. Just then, all in a blaze of light, the magic fairy hove in sight. Her magic wand went swoosh and swish. Cindy, she cried, come and make a wish. Wish anything and have no doubt that I will make it come about. Cindy answered. Oh, kind fairy, this time I shall be more wary. No more princes, no more money. I have had my taste of honey. I'm wishing for a decent man. They're hard to find. Do you think you can? Within a minute, Cinderella was married to a lovely fella. A simple jam maker by trade who sold good homemade marmalade. Their house was filled with smiles and laughter and they were happy ever after. Jack and the Beanstalk mother said we're stony broke go out and find some wealthy bloke who'll buy our cow just say she's sound and worth at least a hundred pound but don't you dare to let him know that she's as old as billy O." jack led the old brown cow away and came back later in the day and said oh mumsy dear Guess what your little clever boy has got? I got, I really don't know how, a super trading for our cow. The mother said, you little creep, I bet your sold it much too cheap. When Jack produced one lousy bean, his startled mother, turning green, leapt high up in the air and cried, Absolutely stupefied! You crazy boy! Do you really mean you sold our daisy for a bean? She snatched the bean and yelled, you chump! And flung it on the rubbish dump. Then, summoning up all her power, she beat the boy for half an hour, using, and nothing could be meaner, the handle of a vacuum cleaner. At 10pm or thereabout, the little bean began to sprout. By morning, it had grown so tall you couldn't see the top at all. Young Jack cried, Mum, admit it now, it's better than a rotten cow. The mother said, You lunatic, where are all the beans I can pick? There's not one bean as bare as be. Oh, no, no, cried Jack. You look up there. Look very high, and you'll behold, each single leaf is solid gold. By gollikins, the boy was right, now glistening in the morning light. The mother actually perceives a mass of lovely golden leaves. She yells out loud, my saints and souls, I'll sell the mini and I'll buy a Rolls." Don't stand there and gape, you little clot. Get up there quick and grab the lot. Jack was nimble. Jack was keen. He scrambled up the mighty bean. Up, up he went without a stop, but just as he was near the top, a ghastly, frightening thing occurred. Not far above his head, he heard a big, deep voice, a rumbling thing that made the very heaven sing. It shouted loud, Foo-fum, foo-fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman. Jack was frightened. Jack was quick. And he climbed down in half a tick. Oh, Mum, he gasped. Believe you me, there's something nasty up, Archie. I saw him, Mum. His mother hissed. "'You must be going round twist.' "'He smelled me out. "'I swear it, Mum. "'He said he smelled an Englishman.' The mother said, "'Oh, well, he might. "'I've told you every single night to take a bath because you smell, "'but would you do it, would you well? "'You even make your mother shrink because of your unholy stink?' Jack answered, "'Well, if you're so clean, why don't you climb the crazy bean?' The mother cried By God I will there's life within the old dog still She hitched up her skirt above her knee and disappeared right up that tree. Now would the giant smell his mum? Jack listened for the FIFO fun. He gazed aloft. He wondered when those dreaded words would come. And then from somewhere High above the ground, there came a frightful munching sound. He heard the giant mutter twice, By gosh, that tasted very nice. Although, and this is in grumpy tones, I wish there weren't so many bones. By Christopher, Jack cried. in his belly. I have a hunch that she was smelly. Jack stood there, gazing longingly upon the huge and golden tree. He murmured softly, golly gosh, I guess I'll have to take a wash if I am going to climb this tree without the giant smelling me. In fact, a bath is my only hope. So we rushed indoors and grabbed the soap. He scrubbed his body everywhere, even rinsed and washed his hair. He did his teeth, he blew his nose, he went out smelling like a rose. Once more he climbed the mighty bean. The giant sat there, gross, obscene, muttering through his vicious teeth, while Jack sat tensely just beneath, muttering loud, Fee, fie, fo, fum. Right now I can't smell anyone. Jack waited till the giant slept. When out along the boughs he crept and gathered so much gold, I swear, that he was an instant millionaire. A bath, he said, does seem to pay. I'm going to have one every day. And that was Cinderella and Jack and the Beanstalk from Roald Dahl's Revolting Rhymes. And I'll be back with the next two poems from that wonderful compilation next time. So I'll see you soon on Tell a Pod. Bye.